Here we go. This is a real podcasting. You guys ready? Are you guys excited about podcasting? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Early internet shopping. I'm we're so be excited doing, I could shout. Early internet shopping we're going to be doing on uh, feralaudio.com through their Amazon portal. Oh, it's great. We're gonna, both. We're going to click that portal. We're going to sh- shop. I love shopping. I'm an American. <laughs> Are you looking for wealth, prosperity, extra money in your pockets, and also sex appeal and fame? You're in luck, because today I'm going to walk you through the 10 simple steps in the I'm Bob Seger system of wealth, prosperity, and sexual seduction. Oh, boy. Oh, just like his band, the Bob Seger system. Good explanation. Uh. It all starts with a t-shirt. A t-shirt that says simply, beautifully, I'm Bob Seger. You can go to jdrisnar.etsy.com right now and buy one, two, three, however many you want for yourself. The more you have, the better chance you have of this system working for you. And once you have the I'm Bob Seger t-shirt on your body, or even in the bottom of your drawer, you'll be headed down that Michigan Dirt 2 track called A Better You kicking up dust toward being somebody. Use a lot, utilizing your inner mud flaps so you too can say, I'm Bob Seger. With that comes the confidence to have sex with anyone you want. Did I mention a wallet overflowing with $100 bills? Because you'll get that too. The I'm Bob Seger system will never let you down. It's so universally powerful, it's even forged its own musical genre, the perfect soundtrack to success. Yes, this genre, called I'm Bob Seger, along with a t-shirt, is your key to every dream you've ever had coming true. Can't believe you're still selling these fucking t-shirts. While this song, Everything, by Retro Techno Outfit, FM84, may not fit the genre, I'd be surprised if these guys weren't using the I'm Bob Seger system because FM84 probably said, I want to be like Bob Seger because I have a dream I want to come true. That dream was to make convincing and excellent retro techno music that kind of sounds like the soundtrack to a corporate training video. And as you can hear, their dream came true. Why are you using this track? Like, is, is there some connection to Bob Seger other than the one you just made up? It's because it sounds like an inspiring soundtrack. Oh, like a Tony Robbins seminar. I hope you enjoy this genre. I hope you enjoy improving your life as much as I love giving guidance to my students. Uh, I just want to send out into the world a big old pack of better use. This yes. is I'm Bob Seeger. Welcome to the Beyond Yacht Rock podcast. The only podcast that creates musical genres. So, and also the only one that counts down the excellent songs in that genre. Yeah. My name is J.D. Riznar. I'm Hollywood Steve Huey. I'm David Lyons. Looking sharp in his new glasses. Hey, thanks. Back at you. And I'm Hunter. We are Yacht Rock. And because we created the genre, we like to throw a bone to it every week. What song are we listening to today, Steve? Wow, I'm glad you asked, J.D., because this is singer-songwriter, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Jim Photoglow. That's how it's spelled. I'm assuming it's not some crazy Italian pronunciation like Fotolio or something. Jim Photoglow. This is his number 31 hit from 1980, We Were Meant to Be Lovers. Oh, that worked out well. Uh, so there's not really any well-known session personnel on this album, or at least none that I had heard of from our from our uh, delving into this genre. 
But uh, this song does contain metaphorical references to the ships and the sea, and it's sung from the perspective of a lovesick fool. So it touches all the thematic uh, cornerstones of Yacht Rock. It's almost a little too countrified to be Yacht Rock. Hmm. But I'm giving Jim the benefit of the doubt because he went on to write songs with Michael McDonald and um, also co-wrote one with his songwriting partner for James Ingram. And Bill Champlin appears on his second album. This is from his first. So where are those songs? Yeah. <laughs> this isn't a Yacht Those rock, are from so, yeah. Future Bone Throw. No, this is totally a Yacht Rock uh, song. Yacht to me. This is That's the, because you are prejudiced. This is super <laughs> You're a prejudiced. You're yeah. a bigot. I mean, the, the, You're a bigot against Jim Photoglow. You got the uh, the chimes uh, at Apparently. the beginning. It sort of starts out smooth, almost like a little sailing. But then it kind of takes a turn and sounds a little bit like Tequila Sunrise. No, it doesn't because the Eagles <laughs> suck. This is this is a tightly focused soft pop gem. Yes. Yeah, so- but it's not Yacht Rock. It's no, soft it's pop. totally Yacht Rock. It's not. It's almost textbook Yacht Rock. Or Yacht Rock. No, it isn't because it's real smooth and it sounds like Yacht Rock. <laughs> Except for that... Sounds not- like an Eagles song. Yeah, it does. Yeah. No, like it Eagles doesn't song. because the Eagles suck. I already explained that. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I've listened to some of uh, uh, Soul Glow's other um, uh, other uh, catalog, and his it's more yachty than this. I like, yeah. I like Steve. Oh, so then he is a Yacht Rock artist. I'm not saying he's not, but no. not everybody... No, you are. You're totally... No, no, no. I'm no, saying no, no, he no. did Yacht, he no, did no, yacht no. Rock this song. No, no, no. Steve, Steve, are you doing oh, improv? Yeah, we're doing. We're in the Steve Huey uh, improv school of arguing. Yeah, this is it not is fun. True. Listen, it's a good thing we're not doing an improv scene because arguing <laughs> never moves that scene forward. Especially when somebody keeps saying no, no. Listen, here's a here this. Here's a biographical thing Steve wrote. After his solo career stalled, he moved to Nashville and became a successful country songwriter with two number one hits, Fishing in the Dark by the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band and Hometown Honeymoon by Alabama. Nothing about that sentence argues for anything other than Yacht Rock. He also co-wrote The Meaning of Love with Michael McDonald. Where's that song? Yeah. It's it's not on here because I didn't pick Michael McDonald as a bone throw. He also sang on uh, Jimmy Buffett's License to Chill album in 2004. God. Steve, what no, are you doing to us? He does do... I, I pointed you to a great song. Okay, I will. this song is fine. It's a good song. It's not Yacht Rock. Listen, but I understand you had a very difficult week at work. Your mm. mind's a little scrambled. <laughs> You're a little stressed out. It was a last-minute pick because I was putting a lot of pressure on you. So, I mean... I, we will have to vote on whether or not to give you a demerit, but uh, I don't dislike you personally. Yeah. <laughs> I, I give this a 43 on the Yatsky scale. I give it like a 30. Okay. Yeah. I give it a 73. Uh, you, have you have to balance it more than enough. I'm at about 25, and that comes to uh, 39.8. All right. Thanks, human calculator. Those glasses are doing <laughs> Yeah, wow. Yeah, I could... Good uh, job, Poindexter. I could launch a rocket for NASA in the 50s. <laughs> Just right. don't launch a rocket for space. Sex in 2016. Uh, anything else on this faux eagle song? Um, I had a Dan Fogelberg reference, but it's not worth it's not worth. Well, going now that further. you brought it up, Jim Photoglow <laughs> played bass for Dan Fogelberg. That's all you would have had to say. Uh, also, it doesn't make him yacht rock. Okay. But he has done some yacht rock. Yeah, maybe we'll, maybe get, to we'll get to it. How do you define success? 
Jim Photoglow. Are you asking us a question? Uh, I'll tell you how you do. Lots of money, lots of house, and lots of sex. Do you want all that? You've come to the right place. I mean, I can do without the house. You've come to the I'm Bob Seger system of wealth, success, and having sex. And lucky for this show, there's a musical genre that goes along with it, so we can talk about it here. That genre is called I'm Bob Seger. I just want to say that Bob Seger calls it the horizontal bop. Oh, sex? Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, it's like ZZ Top's tube steak boogie. So we're going to have a lot of bop. In the history, in the history of mankind, there has never been an individual more successful than musician Bob Seger. Bred from humble Michigan roots, very early in life he began to tell himself, "I'm Bob Seger," and because of those three simple words, he rocketed to success, top of the charts, number one songs, adoring fans, peeping and groping his gene meat, peeping and groping all of that gene meat, so much gene meat in those pants because he wasn't afraid to say. I'm Bob Seger. I am pretty sure Bob Seger only had one number one hit, and it was uh, supposed to be sung by Glenn Frey. Well, t- uh, tell that to the hot white charts. He. he well, speaking of the hot, the, <laughs> the what? The hot white singles charts. Speaking of the that's hot a very white, all black lives the, matter uh, hot, uh, opinion. To well, take. they did have the hot black singles. Exactly. Yeah, that's what he's time. saying. But uh, but uh, but the the hot white singles charts was actually the uh, Canadian charts, and uh, and he did have two number one hits in Canada. <laughs> oh, okay. Also, it took him a full 10 years of touring to accomplish that fabulous, successful breakthrough. And you know what, com- you know what compels a man to keep going for that long is the full knowledge and confidence that he's Bob Seger. And, that, you, and Chevy truck commercials. Well, that keeps him going later. This is I'm talking about the beginning. Gotcha. But you're, 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 you're absolutely spot on <laughs> when you say what keeps him going after the success. Like a rock. Yeah. You, you won't need the long haul of success that Bob Seger had to trudge through, though, because we didn't have the t-shirts then. Now we do at JDRiznar.etsy. We've had them for like a year. Two. Two years. Two years. Oh, yeah, it has been two years. So to emulate Bob Seger is to reach for and grab success. The people in this musical genre, I'm Bob Seger, do just that. They become rich and famous and sexually satisfied and sexually satisfying, which is very important. These artists we'll be exploring today have all been living lives and making music based on the I'm Bob Seger system of money earning, winning, and humping good. And their success shows... All the songs we'll be listening to today are either interesting covers of Bob Seger songs, which I like to call the eternal soundtrack of success, or they're crafted, or these artists have crafted an original song so similar to Bob Seger's style and sound, you know their lives are just one big sandblast of, a, of cash and ass. I, I like how you call this the soundtrack to success, and most of these songs are, are like sad songs about growing older. Yeah, reminiscing or, or working on a shitty job, or used used to lure a fifty-eight year old woman into the back of your van. Hey, sex is sex. Success. Is, you t- you tell you tell these artists who sang these songs. You go to their mansions and tell them they are not successful, and they're going to tell you, "I'm Bob Seger. Get off my property." Does he have any songs about how to coax thirty-eight-year-old women into the back of your van? Well, first you need to get a van. Yeah, that's true. I was thinking about getting a bang van, but does, are there instructions on how to use it? Uh, yeah, actually, I mean, I rock, and, rock and Roll High School uh, okay, is an excellent okay. tutorial. As long as I can get the 38-year-old woman, I'm fine. So oh, Hold on, he's got to hock some t-shirts. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, i got to talk about this, this musical genre. we got to oh. get down to the beyond yacht rock business now. So, other than Seeger covers, what makes an I'm Bob Seeger song? That's easy. 
tons of nostalgia, a classic rock and roll feel, blue-collar lyrical themes, a saloon piano banging and noodling away somewhere in the background of the song. Basically everything... Like right now. Yes, exactly. Basically everything that makes you sound exactly like Bob Seger. And honestly, an I'm Bob Seger song can even predate his career, for he has always been with us, and he will always be with us, and he will only bless us if we wear the shirt that says I'm Bob Seger, available in two convenient sizes at jdriznard.etsy.com. So without further ado, let us dive into the 10 steps of the I'm Bob Seeger system. Jesus Christ. Oh, wait, no, plug hole, there is further ado. Oh. So this plug hole bed oh. was sent in by Sam Spoon. Spoon. He emailed this to me once, said he got drunk and tried to make some yacht rock. And I think it's pretty good. Yeah. And uh, so I told him to loop it and I'd use it as a plug hole bed. So good job, Sam. I like it. Ready? Sam Spoon. Rhetoric Coffee. If you're going to get rich and successful, you might as well do it drinking R-H-E-T-O-R-I-C-Coffee.com. Subscription hot oily beans to your door. Use promo code YachtRock for 30% off your first bag of beans. Uh, Beyond Yacht Rock t-shirts are for sale at YachtRock.com. Check out the sweet blog posts on the captain's blog from guest writers like Brandy's Not Yacht Rock piece by a researcher Tim Malcolm or the Steely Dan essay by Libby Cudmore, author of The Big Rewind, available on Amazon through the Feral Portal. It's a mixtape murder mystery modern day Brooklyn hipster noir. Not, and that's, we're not using that in a pejorative term. Libby's a big Yacht Rock fan and that really comes through in the novel. So that's how it works, folks. Write a solid blog, get a solid plug. Also, our rivals, Yacht Rock Review, are playing in L.A. on September 28th at Club Baha'i. Is that, is that Bahia? Where is that? Baha'i is a religion. It's yeah. spelled differently. It's, it's that sketchy building on Sunset and Silver Lake. It's the perfect place for a back alley brawl. Yeah. Uh, I'm totally going to go. a back alley songwriter's here. duel. Yeah, I'm going to cut a bitch. <laughs> grab, grab your tickets today. Can we have uh, a back alley songwriter's duel instead of a brawl? Sure. In, in unrelated news, I just started karate lessons. Jack Pickles Dojo for bat fighting arts. Promo code Yacht Rock, you get a dollar off your first lesson. Wait, you fight you fight bats? You fight with bats. With bats. No, it's a bat it's a bat style of karate. Like No. You you, you <laughs> like like you the warriors. A, you get a bat, you pound a bunch of big nails through the bat, and then you learn how to beat oh. people who are in Yacht Rock cover oh. So you're not just using oh, I sonar. It, I thought it was like bat style, like tiger style or man no, no, style. No, 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 it's hitting people with yeah, bats. Yeah, he's got a Jack Pickle needs to That's, rename that. terrible karate. Um, and finally, the I'm Bob Seger t-shirts are for sale on jdrisner.etsy.com. Let's oh, begin the countdown. Glad you got that plug in there. God damn it. Chupacabra. I know what I've seen that now while singing into my candelabra. Light a cigarette on it now and write some songs and make some money. Number 10. <laughs> what was that? They're bumpers today by Ocean City Defenders, our old Canadian friend. Oh. We did the plug bumper or the plug bed from last week. Um, I apologize. That was actually pretty sweet. These are, I said, these are phenomenal. Yeah. These are I said, God damn it, because I was reading my notes and I saw what the first song was. I said, God damn it to that. Yeah. These are great bumpers today. So, like Bob Seeger, 
Kid Rock was born in a dirt pit in the garbage corner of Michigan, but because he had the balls to emulate Bob Seger today, he's worth $80 million. He has mansions all over the country. He just sold one in Malibu for $13.5 million. That's sex cash right there. Bob cash. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bob cash. So I looked, I was reading about uh, Kid Rock, didn't want to go past Wikipedia, and I found out that Wikipedia has Kid Rock's career divided into eras. Uh, the first is the hip hop era, then the rap rock era, then the th southern rock revivalist era, then the heartland rock era, and now the country era. That's wow. right. Five eras. Wow. He keeps reinventing himself, just like Madonna. Five eras, and he's only <laughs> and 45 years old. What an artist. There is really no genre of music that is popular with white trash that Kid Rock has not touched. <laughs> now, a funny story. Uh, Bob Seger heard this song. This song is called Fuck Off and Die. It's a bonus track off his off his uh, latest album called First yeah. Kiss. And Bob Seger heard this song, and it's so Seger-esque, and said, you ruined this song. And like, why? Why Bob Seger? Bob Seger called up Kid Rock. This is the first the step 10, by the way, in the Bob Seger system, is to offend Bob Seger so bad with your potty mouth until he calls you personally. So Bob Seger called up Kid Rock, said, you ruined this song. Let me help you fix it. And so Bob Seger rewrote his song for him, helped him rewrite his song to something more beautiful called Say Goodbye. And it's a Bob Seger song. It's kind of good. No. Kind of. Well, it's, I did hear that it got rid of uh, Kid Rock's auto-tune, which I'm always a fan of. Yeah, losing see, losing the auto-tune. You hear this, it's much more naturally sung. He doesn't growl. Mm -hmm. It's more about beautiful things. Less trailer parky. Um, you'll hear uh, the Bob Seger trademarks in here. You'll hear, like... The boogie-woogie uh, saloon piano going on. I mean, he's just screaming on Bob Seger. And it makes sense that he would identify with Bob Seger because they're both white guys from Michigan. And they both took a very long time to make it big. Uh, the main difference was that, unlike Bob Seger, Kid Rock was kind of a local punchline for most of his early years. Oh, yeah. Uh, he didn't have a strong local following. He just kind of kept at it enough until he finally got good enough to get on MTV. I remember when he got on MTV, and I was like, Yeah, everybody in Detroit was... Kid Rock doing yeah. on MTV? Everybody in Detroit was like, That dipshit? Holy cow. And that was his rap rock era, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah that yeah, was the devil with, without a cause era. Yeah, Joe C and his midget and whatnot. Well, Kid Rock uh, gave Bob's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction speech in 2004, and he also coaxed Bob out of retirement in 2006 with a couple Detroit concert appearances. So overall, I think Kid Rock's okay. I mean, I actually, I actually like a lot of Devil Without a Cause. It's it's surprisingly... It was a great surprisingly, era. It's a surprisingly good era of Kid Rock. I'd like to point out that this is the third time, the third Kid Rock song we've heard on this, counting this as two different ones, mm -hmm. and we still haven't heard Thin Lizzy. All right. Um, well, listen, in conclusion, this is how the Bob Seger system works. If you fall off track, Bob Seger will personally call you up and personally fix your shit. And it all starts with a t-shirt, people. It all starts with a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 mustache, yeah. Number nine. So you went back at, at him and said, these are the bumpers I would like you to make. Right? He, he emailed me and said, can I help with any specific bumpers? I said, oh, by the way, we have a Bob Seger show coming up. But he wrote all the all the lyrics and stuff himself, and it's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Uh, now, 
You don't have to become, become, literally become Bob Seger like Kid Rock has done. You can fit Bob Seger into your lifestyle. Step nine is adopt Bob, adapt Bob Seger into your lifestyle. The Cramps have done that here with their unfunny parody of Seger's old-time rock and roll called Goddamn Rock and Roll. How in the hell did you come across a Cramps song? I do appreciate you putting in this in the traditional number nine punk slot, yeah. but where did where did you come across I'm this? I'm telling you, when you use the Bob Seger's, the I'm Bob Seger system, musical discoveries just line up for you. Wow. I could have swore that it's because uh, they referenced a jizz bucket in the beginning of this song, but then I looked up the lyrics and, and Lux Interior actually says Jill's bucket. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, so Lux Interior, the Cramps are two goofballs named Lux Interior and Poison Ivy, and since they formed in 1978, they have been shouting I'm Bob Seger from the rooftops. This is one of the really? few... This is... <laughs> This is not in their music, though. This is one of the few times. <laughs> this is one of the few times their devotion to the system has has shined so brightly in one of their songs. Uh, this is from their. <laughs> yeah, it didn't really show up in Human Fly. No, it didn't. But this is from their like 1989, 1990 album Stay Sick, an album that spent one long week at number 67 on the UK charts. <laughs> one long week. And contained their only top 40 UK chart song uh, in the history of their 33 career, year career. So I don't think I need to tell you the Bob Seger system of success and money and and work wonders for the cramps. Yeah. Uh, when I was a this kid, a pretty, pretty strong connection to yeah. Bob Seger, other than this song. I gotta say though, when I was a kid, uh, the uh, when uh, old time rock and roll came out, it made me think that rock and roll was kind of square. Like I gave me that impression, didn't make me want to like rock and roll. But this makes yeah. rock and roll sound fucking cool. I absolutely agree. I think I was about 12 when I first heard old-time rock and roll. And even as a 12-year-old, I remember it being an eye roller. Uh, so I'm glad the Cramps are giving it a send-up. But I'm so glad you included the Cramps on a yeah. countdown. Great, great Cramps. I think the problem was Bob Seger didn't get popular until he was in his 30s. So he was already well into the prime age for getting into Steely Dan. So that's why he would write a song that makes rock and roll sound like old people music. Because by that point, it kind of was. And he didn't look cool when he was singing it. But, but, <laughs> but Tom Cruise but, danced around in his underwear yeah, to it. Yeah, well, that was enough but for me. But you, you look cool in the Bob Seger t-shirt because it is just a black t-shirt with simple white lettering. Which is so why you're still selling them it'll, it'll two go, years later. It'll, it'll go perfect with your punk rock lifestyle. It'll also make a great uniform for your corporate softball team. So the Bob Seger system works with your lifestyle. I went out somewhere. I was lost out on the road. Gonna write some songs about a truck or women or something, I don't know. Man, if anything that was perfect. If anything's gonna sell a T-shirt, it's gonna be those bumpers. Really. I'm absolutely. sorry. No, no, no I'm sending them a free one. Oh, good. Let uh, them in the system for free. Can I have a shirt? Uh, uh fifteen dollars on jdriznar.etsy.com. Yeah, never mind. So the, the free shipping. <laughs> Only the, for you. The, no, for everybody. Oh, okay. The Jay Giles Band is playing tribute here, not only to the style of Bob Seger with the music, the boogie-woogie nostalgic rock and the pounding saloon piano, but also the shouting out his birthplace, Detroit. Yes, step eight of the system is take time every day to think about where Bob Seger came from. The Jay Giles Band singer, Peter Wolf, dropped this I'm Bob Seger declaration, this song loud and proud early in their career, and they would go on to record a smash number one hit centerfold in the 80s. Today, Peter Wolf, I can report, he's worth eight million dollars all for saying i'm bob seeger and meaning it and this was a guy who used to be david lynch's roommate and was kicked out for not paying rent so 
And then, and then he, he and Bob Seger paid off. He adapted the I'm Bob Seger system of wealth and happiness and success, and look at him now. And he was also married to Faye Dunaway, and then she divorced him. But that doesn't fit the narrative. It probably does, because she probably wasn't a part of the system, and she was holding him back. Uh, no, Faye Dunaway was real uppity, and Jake Isles was more your blue-collar uh, singer type. So this Massachusetts-formed Jake Giles... Peter Wolf? Peter, who are we talking about? You said Jay Giles. Oh. Are you talking about Jay Giles or are you talking about Peter We're Wolf? We're talking about Peter Wolf. The, tr- the What's true... The, the, the flute play? Uh, listen, don't worry about it. <laughs> Look up the band, everybody. You sort this out yourselves. By the way, the name of this song is Detroit Breakdown. I don't think we ever said it. Yeah. Peter Wolf is singing over and over again. He's brilliant. So this band, Jay Giles' band, was formed in Massachusetts, but they were so wrapped up in the I'm Bob Seger system, they actually adopted Detroit as their second hometown. They recorded two live albums in Detroit, and Detroiters loved them. They could smell Bob Seger's stank on these guys so strongly, it was as if Jay Giles himself had given Bob a bare-knuckle colonoscopy. You don't have to go that far to engage in the I'm Bob Seger system. Buying a t-shirt will do. I would like to correct something. Well, first off, Bob Seger's from Ann Arbor. Um, but his Wikipedia says he was born in Lincoln Park, and I know how you reference this. I just want to say Wikipedia is incorrect. From Bob Seger himself, he said that he was born at Henry Ford Hospital in Detroit. Yeah. So you are correct. Just down the street from Motown. Yes. Yeah, he moved to Ann Arbor when he was five. He said, listen, here's here's what happened. Bob Seger's dad had to dig a hole in the mud and cover it with spare car parts so Bob could have a place to live. That's that's how he was raised. True story. Yeah. And, and the instant Bob Seger released his first album, Detroit became a shining mecca in the minds of those who adhere to the I'm Bob Seger system. When you think Bob Seger in Detroit, you think paradise. That's what the Jay Giles band is invoking here. When you use the I'm Bob Seger system of richness and happiness and wet wieners, you will be in Detroit all the time. I'm starting they to think you know they serve uh, coney dogs in Detroit. Sorry. I'm starting to think you've never been to Detroit. I never know when you're actually going to read your jokes, Dave. When he's talking. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good indication. Yeah. When it's right after what I said on the... on the Anyway. He's skipped a couple already. Oh, anyway. It's so, not a script. It's an outline. Uh, so what about um, Coney Dog, Steve? It's it's lost. Uh, apparently there are Coney Dogs in Detroit. I was going to make a joke about your wet wieners thing and say that they serve Coney Dogs, which are wet wieners. They, yeah, they are. You will get unlimited co- free Coney Dogs. It'll just happen. They'll rain from the sky if you're Flint, a member of the Unbub Seekers. It's true, Steve. Flint style, I would like to say, are dry wieners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Detroit style it's, are uh, wet wieners. The runny. Mm-hmm. Number seven. Oh, God damn it. What do the numbers six, <laughs> 120 million, and seven billion mean to you? I'll tell you. Six mansions, 120 million dollars, and seven billion fans. All things that Sammy Hagar had. Bullshit! <laughs> and a sweet place in Cabo. It's one of his mansions. And here is the Red Rocker covering Bob Seger's Ramblin' Gamblin' Man with all the passionate gratitude and adherent to the I'm Bob Seger system should lay upon the Sieg. You, you hear passion in this song? I, I, I hear gratitude, passionate gratitude. You know how Ramblin' rhymes with gambling? I got two more words that sort of rhyme. 
Desecration and Abomination, which are perfect descriptors for this cover of Bob Seger's rock and roll anthem, one of the greatest rock songs ever written. Yeah, Thank were, you, Hollywood Steve This Huey. is awful. Those words don't rhyme close enough for me. They, they would rhyme if you, put, for Hagar. if you put them in Metallica's Blackened, they would rhyme. Desecration! Abomination! Uh, it would work. It works perfectly. Unlike this cover version. Listen, I don't know what these guys' problem with the Sammy Hagar. But I, I don't was, have a problem with Sammy Hagar. I have a problem with this song and some of his other songs. Yeah. I like Sammy Hagar. Mm. I like good Sammy Hagar. I, I just can't, this is bad. Yeah, Sammy I just, Hagar. I just can't believe we've mined two songs <laughs> off of 2013's Sammy Hagar and Friends album. Still no Thin Lizzy. This song is kind of ironic for for Sammy. You know, he has six homes, so he can't really ramble because everywhere he goes, he's <laughs> his home. Uh, and he can't gamble because everything Sammy Hagar touches turns to gold. Yeah. And uh, yeah. really a gamble. Yeah. But while while in his career, he rarely sounds like a Bob like an I'm Bob Seger adherent. This song proves that he definitely always has been. So so what you're saying is that deep down, Sammy can't quite feel this song like he used to be able to, which would explain the disgusting, offensive, complacent mediocrity that permeates this song. Like this is almost as bad as when white people try to cover Little Richard. Yeah. Like, Not quite that bad, but it's in the ballpark. Yeah. So you wouldn't appreciate it if you got a thank you note from a dying old man? I mean, it's a beautiful gesture is what it is. It doesn't have to be good. He's doing the best he can to say thank you for my success. I'm Bob Seger system. Who got a note from a dying man? Yeah, what who's is, the dying man? What are you talking metaphor? about? It's a metaphor, guys. Get it together. I get it, JD. Thank this you. is great. <laughs> Um, Did Bob Seger send Sammy Hagar a, wait a note minute. thanking him for this is, cover? Is Bob Seger dying? No, you guys, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't do that, man. They're guys, blinded by their Hagar rage. They're, you're, they're blinded by success. I'm blinded by the bad Bob Seger cover rage. I mean, the bad vibes in this How room. How can you just ruin not... that song? Listen, he's so rich. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> From a movie, song from a movie in the 80s. Number six. And this is a song from a movie in the 80s. This is John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band running through the fire. Oh, by the way, step seven was uh, always show your gratitude to Bob Seeger. That's what that's what step seven was. I okay. never got around. We're on six right now. I know. Right? So this okay. is six. I'm just keeping track. No, I didn't. I knew you knew. I was just keeping track. Right. Step six is shed your fear and face the hot fire of the I'm Bob Seeger okay. lifestyle. Yeah. So gotcha. according to HeightWeightNetworth.com, John Cafferty. HeightWeightNetworth.com. <laughs> John Cafferty has earned exactly fifty million dollars in his career. So who's John Cafferty? Well, as you can hear. By this pounding saloon piano and nostalgic classic rock lick. He's a disciple of the I'm Bob Seeger system of wealth and stuff. This song is called Running Through the Fire. Wait, I have a question. What was his height and weight? <laughs> Did you only look it's up a, his net worth on heightweightnetworth.com? It's a terrible website. You'll be lucky to get all three. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, John Cafferty's also the baby that would be born out of a Springsteen Seeger threesome, because that's mm -hmm. how that works. Yeah, I know genetics, folks. Yeah. So uh, and reproduction. Yeah. John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band played all the music for the Eddie and the Cruisers movies, uh, and they used their I'm Bob Seeger powers to nail that soundtrack to the wall. Like on the dark side from the first movie, give me a break. That's oh, amazing. Such that's a good song. And they had to face the hot fire of fame and success after that. And it can burn. Ask anyone using the I'm Bob Seger system. You'll know who they are because they're either super famous or they'll be wearing the I'm Bob Seger t-shirt. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, uh, I never would saw. Would you guys please buy these fucking t-shirts <laughs> so he shuts up about them? I, I never saw the first Eddie and the Cruisers movie, but I do remember the the sequel being advertised all the time in like 1989. And from what I can tell from the plot, Eddie disappeared, and then in the second one he reappears with a mustache. Oh, and they call it Eddie Lives. And then I turn the channel. <laughs> was it a clever disguise, or was he just no, just a no. mustache? Oh, okay. Yeah, and honestly, the first one wasn't that bad. I mean, I I haven't seen it in 25 years. But 14 year old me thought it was okay. Oh, so had boobs? I don't really remember. So just a just a sexy Michael Parry? Oh yeah, he was poured into yeah. that jacket. So John Cafferty, he was able to walk through the burning heat of fame and find strength to do music for the second Eddie and the Cruisers movie. And this song is a product of all of John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Bad's incredible bravery. Hmm. I, I tried to look up how they got the name the Beaver Brown Band, but nothing explained it. Uh, and the reason I tried to look it up is that it sounds dirty. I always thought it was some kind of uh, like old-timey folk reference, but I'm not a pervert. Uh, too bad for you. Steve's stepping through the fire right now because that burns. I don't know why you'd brag about not being a pervert. I, I thought I was setting up Hunter for his next joke, but... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I wrote that when I was drunk. I'm not reading that. Your mom's I'm going to read it. Your mom's Hunter in the, says, in the, your yeah. mom's in the Hunter room. says, The Beaver Brown Band is when you do anal before vag, and there's a stink ring left on your dick at the base. And that's when I was going to say, I'd like to take this opportunity to welcome my mom back to the studio. Hello, Hi, mom. Dave, mom. Hi, Marion. Uh, so I like this song a lot because it combines... <laughs> Thanks for reading this, Steve. It, it combines Anytime, a, Hunter. It combines a classic Bob Seger feel with the stupid 80s production of Seger's biggest hit, Shakedown. Not many songs can do that, but when you go... Oh, shit. Oh, boy. Listen, listen, sorry. As you go, when you go this deep into the on Bob Seger system, you can do incredible feats like... like uh, Blending eras of Bob Seger. Thank you. Like Kid Rock. I don't know, man. I'm not not into it today. No? JDRizner.etsy.com You know, I figured out why I don't like the clapping, is it sounds like those uh, musician shred, like the Beach Boys shred, and oh, it just yeah. has like the <laughs> Beach Boys going like that. Yeah. Oh, Wait, great. is this still the song? What's happening here, Dave? It's more oldie time music. Yeah, ah! yeah JD is filled with hatred for, uh, for this. I see where your son gets it from. <laughs> uh, today we're heading to Virginia. Oh, good. The Show Me State. Uh, and for some good old roots music, this Thank is God. the Stanley Brothers with Worried Man Blues. These dudes started as a bluegrass duo in the mid-40s, and I had the pleasure of seeing Ralph Stanley at a bluegrass festival in Charlotte, Michigan, in the it's late 90s. It's Charlotte. That's yeah, it that is. is correct they, yeah. Good job, Dave. Uh, thank you. I don't remember what I was doing there, but it probably involved a girl. I'd never heard of Ralph Stanley, but I was immediately blown away. Like, even, I think he was in his 70s or 80s at the time, but his voice just cuts right through you. And then a few years later, the Coen Brothers brought them to the masses with the Oh Brother Where Art There soundtrack. Uh, and Ralph Stanley is also one of the uh, yet another legendary musician to die in 2016. And uh, when these guys were out of work, they did spend some time in Detroit working on the line, so they might be interested well, at least one of them might be <laughs> might be yeah. interested in a t-shirt. Well, they this is not a successful band. They were probably not adherents to the system. They could not make uh, they, they were pretty successful. Oh, yeah. They were uh, they're bluegrass legends. I, I just can't I don't know how much money you make as a bluegrass legend, but these guys are bluegrass legends. I, I can't believe Dave passed up the Dave Matthews band to play this. Oh, yeah. 
I chose this song because it was made famous by Virginia's own Carter family in 1930. The second generation of the Carter family, of course, included June Carter, who went on to marry Johnny Cash. This is a traditional song that has no real writer. It's just sort of passed around like Hollywood Steve at a gross orgy. Is there any other kind of orgy? Not with Steve. You guys, I'm like the Samantha of this podcast. Don't you think I'm like the Samantha? I'm totally the Samantha. Having sex. That's my Samantha impression. Thank you. I think you guys were all Charlotte. Dave, I can't believe I don't know you what you're talking about. Sex in the City. I just got what they were talking about. I thought they were talking about who's the boss. Now we're talking about Sex in the City. <laughs> Angela. <laughs> you guys are all Charlotte. Uh, I can't believe you passed up uh, Missy Misdemeanor Elliot for this. I can believe that Dave passed up a talented rap artist. Yeah, Virginia has an extremely rich musical history. From the amazing Patsy Cline, who left her husband because he wanted her to be a housewife, to piece-of-shit woman-beater Chris Brown. Yep. Or you could have picked uh, soft-pop superstar Jason Mraz. Thirteen original colonies, you bitch. Show me your Virginia. The uh, list of musicians from Virginia is far too long to list, so I'll throw out a few of my favorites, like Wayne Newton, Bruce Hornsby, Clarence Clemens, and Guar. Back on the bus? Back on the bus! Have I ever told you about my warm jean meat? <laughs> Fills up one whole leg of my dungarees. From just below my waist down to my knees. <laughs> it's like a rock and it's a thrill to see. Number five. <gasps> these are fantastic. Um, <laughs> can these guys do all of our yeah, bumpers? Just, every, it's one dude. and He's the father of a two-year-old. His wife is pregnant. They're moving right now. Best of luck to you, my Where friend. Where are they moving? You know, so, they don't Somewhere else in Canada. Okay. Like hmm. a different part of their Canada town. Poor, those poor people. This town's being bottled by the, yeah. just that terrible country. Canada yeah. town. This is song number five, Johnny Halliday, Toujours yeah. la Mem. Step six is forget your native tongue. <clears throat> the I'm Bob Seger lifestyle knows no language. My wife and I honeymoon in France, armed with nothing but a rental car and a book called 1001 Things to See Before You Die, the entire world edition. That's right, we were rambling. Bob Seger style, guys. I, I live the I'm Bob Seger life. So we rambled to a cute little island called Ile de Ray. And whose picture was on the wall of almost every establishment? Johnny fucking Halliday, the greatest rock and roller France has ever known. I, I took French in high school, and the textbooks were just jammed full of Johnny Halliday references. Uh, and I can still ask people in French if they want to go listen to a Johnny Halliday record. It sounds like this, ex except if you spoke French, you'd have a better accent than mine. But you would ask, Est-ce que tu veux écouter un disque de Johnny Halliday? Very good, oui. Oh. I wrote some things I remembered in French, but eh. This is, by the way, a cover. Good work, Dave. It's a straight-up French-language cover of the Bob Seger song, Still the Same. Wait, do you want to read this because no, I your can. mom's in the room? No, 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 no. It's all right. It's a... Est-ce que tu veux caresser mon malmont avec mon dent? Yeah. I think it was. Mon dent. Mon dent. And it means I want to caress your breast with my teeth. Ow! Very good. I didn't write that down. I had to remember that. Ow. You did great. Oh, you, so, test, you challenged yourself. Good yeah. job. So, of course, Johnny Halliday. 
being so successful vacations in such a beautiful place. And so it all made sense once I heard this, his cover of Bob Seger's classic, Still the Same. This guy who knows how to summer in paradise is an adherent to the I'm Bob Seger system. It goes to show you the system knows no language. The only problem is when you're overseas and wearing the t-shirt, you might have to explain what I'm Bob Seger means to anybody who doesn't read English. You know what? I said Mon Melmonts. It was Tom Melmonts. I didn't conjugate the verb properly. That's cool. Um, Johnny, pronoun is a pronoun. pronoun. The pronoun, thank you. Johnny Halliday has had a long career. He started in 59 when he became known as the French Elvis, and I'm sure around 68 his career began waning, but that was right around the time Bob Seger first came on the scene, and I'm sure Johnny Halliday was one of the first to declare I'm Bob Seger. Almost 50 years later, his career is still going. At 73, the I'm Bob Seger system of life longevity has kept Johnny Halliday alive and kicking. And fun fact, he still lives in L.A. We should look him up and... Uh, uh, get some Bob Seger system pointers. Hmm. Uh, I read apparently he enjoys riding his motorcycle through the California desert, and he likes to stay at small motels along the way. Yeah, which is basically the plot of Roll Me Away. Except with a 73-year-old French dude. Mm -hmm. French rock and roll. Can't this be is another song about rock and roll. Number four. <clears throat> Step four. Strengthen your connection with Blue Collar America. Listen to the banging of that saloon piano, the rolling organ, the cathartic release of nostalgia bleeds from this song like the period of your teen girlfriend indicating the pregnancy scare was just that. <laughs> I'm impressed. You really captured what it means to be a blue-collar American, J.D. And I'm impressed in this song, which I don't think you've said the name yet. Bruce Springsteen's Factory. It took him five words to work factory into this yeah. song. Mm -hmm. He's a pro. Yeah. yeah. And a sound like this could only come from Bob Seger. Luckily, millions of people are living their lives based on the I'm Bob Seger system. And luckier still that one of those people is Bruce Springsteen. This song, Factory, is a blue-collar anthem. I have no idea why they don't blast this song. It's the sports games the working man loves so much. I mean, Steve, wouldn't you just be pumping your fist for a home run if this came on at the Wrigley Park, man? You're baiting me intentionally, but I'm going to say that for that occasion, if, if, if they hit a home run at Wrigley, I'd be more into hearing All the Way by Eddie Vedder, which is a Cubs-specific anthem. Because this isn't bro enough, bro. Yeah. Cubs are bro fans? Is that what you're Cubs implying? are bro fans. They'd like some Skrillex, some Pitbull, some Flow Rider. That's a common misconception that the Cubs fans are all bros. It's maybe true within the city limits, but the whole Cubs diaspora is oh, far God. flung and all encompassing. Yeah, it includes job, both stand up comedians who have moved away from Chicago and nerds who find in the Cubs' historical futility a mirror of their own youthful sex lives. Listen, he said in Wrigley Park, which is. Yeah, I didn't take that bait. Which is where you put your. Car before you go to Wrigley Field. <laughs> Steve, here's what I'm going to do for you, Steve. I'm going to do this just for you. I'm going to send the entire Cubs organization, every player, an I'm Bob Seeger t shirt so they can wear it under their uniforms. They're going to win the championship this year, so you are oh, welcome. Oh, this is the year. This is, this is the this year. year. Uh, some people say that this is the greatest blue collar song ever written, and I agree. <laughs> you might be able to do better. Though, if you, if you embrace the I'm Bob Seger system of being able to write blue-collar anthems into your life... Who Nobody said, who, has who ever said, this, said is, <laughs> this is the greatest blue-collar anthem Maybe of the all shortest. Time. I just did. This isn't even the best blue-collar anthem on that album. I know. We, we, what, it, oh, it's from Darkness on the Edge Darkness of Town, Darkness on the right? Edge yeah. of Town, yeah. Right. Uh, la last points, anyone, on this song. Anything? JDRiznard.etsy.com. <laughs> Good point. It's another ballad where I sing over piano now. I can do it soft, 
Rockin Do it loud Hey <laughs> Number three Oh boy Can I say something Right off the top here What do you want to say Dave We're listening to Thin Lizzy Yeah Thin Lizzy's Rosalie uh, what, what's the? I'm sorry. It's uh, step number two is what? Is step I number two. Step number I eight. Step number three. Here, bro. No, step. It's num- song number three and step no, number no, eight. No, step eight. number. Step yeah. number three. I I changed it, but I forgot to change Step number three. Believe you can improve on Bob Seger. I don't think you can find a more respected rock band than Thin Lizzy, and here's why. They had the balls to take a low-grade great Bob Seger song and turn it into a medium-grade great Thin Lizzy song. Who has the balls to do that? I'll tell you who. Adherence to the I'm Bob Seger system of improvement. Medium-grade. Yeah, this is this. that was a high-grade great Bob Seger yeah. song. Well, I was talking about Look it up Lizzie. on YouTube. It's from it's from the it's from the album back in '72, which was never issued on CD. Listen, wait against night moves. Wait against night moves. It's fucking great. I know it's a very good song, um, but and never mind. It's a scale. Ah, you guys are stupid. Listen, once you're fully immersed in the system, you own once you own several T-shirts and they've all been washed several times, you'll find the empower the power to improve Bob Seger yourselves. Think of, if you think of a parody of Shakedown, you're going to nail it. <laughs> if you figure out a new verse of Night Moves, Bob Seger is going to find out you did it, and he's going to record it. If you form a band called Thin Lizzy 2 and improve on this song, well, you, you probably won't be able to do that. But stay tuned for when I develop the I'm Phil Line It system. I am on board. It involves a lot of gene meat. Yeah. I just, I, you know, Thin Lizzy was so close to Seeger, I thought they were from Milwaukee. True story. You know, I remember, I was we, it was you and me that had that conversation, and I could have sworn no. you thought they were from New York or New Jersey. No, it was Milwaukee, and I'll tell you the reason why is because they sound like they're from Michigan, but I would know they're from Michigan, and nothing really good comes out of uh, Chicago or Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> and Indiana would have been more country. So I, in my head, I was like, Milwaukee. I bet they're from Milwaukee. Yeah. They're from Ireland. Dublin. They're from Ireland. Yeah. We, don't, we don't ship T-shirts overseas, though. You have to buy them in America. <laughs> okay. But you can come here and order one. Yeah. Um, so uh, Phil Linett, the lead singer and genius behind Thin Lizzy, died of pneumonia in 1986. He was 36. Now, I know what you're, I know what you're thinking. You know, I thought he was on uh, the Bob Seger system, the I'm Bob Seger system. How did he die so? so young? Well, the answer is easy. He must have left his super warm premium I'm Bob Seger t-shirt at home, and he caught a chill. So don't be like Phil Linet and die at 36. Go to jdrisner.etsy.com. Get a shirt. Wear it every day. Uh, JD, I appreciate you correctly pronouncing Before this song fades out, I want to wish a happy one-month birthday to my newborn niece, Rosalie. Named after this song. Yep. Motorcycle, cigarette, leather vest. Rock and roll, how we told naked breasts. Number two. <laughs> John Cougar, American Dream, the man Coog, John Cougar Mellencamp, is directly ripping off Bob Seger's style here. And step step two is embellish every single story of your youth. So this is a great example. It's his declaration of I'm Bob Seger early in his career, and it would lead him on a path to an incredible career that included an unforgettably iconic song like Wild Night featuring Michelle and Degue Cello. 
good one. Really good Van Morrison cover. Yeah, I mean, it's brilliant. So, uh, the Man Coog has a net worth of $25 million. Uh, what would you guys do with $25 million? Don't answer that because I'll tell you what you would do. You would buy 1,600,000 I'm Bob Seger shirts. JD, I think, I think I'm getting the idea that you're basing success solely on income and personal worth. Yeah, that's what success is. So by definition, I'm more successful than Dick Cavett. Not Dick Cavett, Dick Sergeant. <laughs> Dick Maybe Cavett. it's Dick York. Whichever Any one Dick. died broke, I'm a better person than him. You're a Bob Seger fan. He wasn't. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah. We can increase that wealth if you get a t-shirt. I, I have one. Okay, wear it more often. I helped you make them. So, like Bob Seger... It's pretty simple, right? Like Bob, letters on it. Well, you got to buy the actual one. It's been blessed. So, like Bob Seger, the man Coog is lying about his idyllic youth here. It's, it's he's so flattering and cool. There's no way this song was true. Bob Seger was a notorious liar, says me. But the I'm Bob Seger system, in in that system, lying is fine. The whole system is based on you lying to yourself and others, insisting that you're Bob Seger, a famous rock star, who you clearly are not. It's only when you transcend that lie that you find true bliss. Just like the man Coog did with his hit song, Wild Night, featuring Michelle and Digger Cello. Can I, can I say a, a no. interesting rock and roll fact that I found out about this in yes. between you selling t-shirts? Is that okay? Okay. Um, he was known as Johnny Cougar on this album, which I, which I find adorable. Ironically, he was young. Yeah. <laughs> which is the Cougar part, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I was uh, so I looked at this al- album and I was surprised to see that Mick Ronson was played guitar on it and he was one of the spiders. David Spiders Bowie's, from Mars. Yeah, he's one of the spiders from Mars. I guess the story goes Tony DeFries, Tony DeFries, <clears throat> who produced Bowie through the '60s and early '70s, and who Bowie just left behind, needed a new heartthrob cash cow. So this guy in England and he came over here to who knows where Indiana and found a young Johnny Cougar and said you're going to make me a whole bunch of money and then he got Mick Ronson to be on the album which is crazy David Bowie indirectly created the Cougar the man Cougar wow. and I wouldn't be surprised if this producer made a John Cougar Mellencamp look into the mirror and say I'm Bob Seger shit <laughs> this one goes back to 72. Number one. Good that wasn't a, a real specific note. You didn't give anything away there. Nobody recognizes <laughs> yeah, nobody that chord. Knew. Nobody knew what was coming. Step number one of the I'm Bob Seger system. Transcend humanity. Do you know how rich and successful you have to be to buy a fatal dose of fentanyl? I'm Bob Seger system of wealth rich. Oh, God. The I'm Bob Seger system was like the Masons to Prince. He was like a secret member. You better believe he practiced the system. He just always wore his I'm Bob Seger shirt under his purple blazer and ruffles. So Matt Fink... The doctor from the revolution likes to tell a story. He was there, people, and I've heard it from multiple sources. My wife read it out loud of a book by Touré for me, and I double sourced it in the Detroit Free Press newspaper. So this is no Dave Lyons Wicca ass pulled bullshit. Which is the best book? I don't think Dr. Fink's a real doctor. <laughs> well, Dr. Fink 
speaks of Prince's obsession with Bob Seger's popularity. Their tours intersected a couple days in a couple some, some dates in Florida, and Prince checked out one of Bob Seger's shows, and he was shocked at how nutballs the huge crowds went for Bob Seger's music. Prince was crossing over a little, but he wanted to cross over more. So Prince said, yo, Fink, why do people like Bob Seger so much? How can I be Bob Seger? Fink chalked Seger's success to the gut-punching ballads like We've Got Tonight or Like a Rock. Um, Turn the page, actually. Oh, okay. And Fink told Spin Magazine that he said to Prince, Prince, if you want to write something along these lines like Seger, it would cross things over for you even further. So a couple years later, Prince writes this Seeger-esque gut punch of a ballad called Purple Rain, and the rest of his career is just one big purple billboard for an I'm Bob Seeger t-shirt. And the guy that told the story is the same guy that gets credit for <laughs> inspiring Prince's uh, success. Right, what? Didn't Dr. Fink, is he the one telling the story? Well, he was the one who turned him on to Bob Seger. Of course he's responsible for Prince's success. Uh, why are you denying it? Have you not been listening to me the whole show? The key to success is declaring I'm Bob Seger, and that's what he made Prince do. I'm so I'm so impressed that you were able to exploit Prince's death to sell a t-shirt. <laughs> and by the way, I looked it up. Uh, a dose of fentanyl is uh, about 100 bucks on the street. <laughs> not everybody can afford that. That's Bob Seger money. Prince, this is a beautiful story. Prince and Bob Seger were, were inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame the same year, 2004. Uh, it's clearly way too late for Seger, by the way, who is eligible, if my math is correct, in 93. But Prince said, according to journalist Rick Coates, a real journalist, it is a, this is Prince. It is especially meaningful to go into the Hall of Fame with Bob Seger. We are both Midwesterners, and Seger had a lot of influence on me at the start of my career, and he certainly influenced my writing. To paraphrase, what Prince said was basically, I'm Bob Seger. And also fucking Kid Rock's here. <laughs> that's, 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 that's also JD, I'm... I'm starting to think you put this together just to sell some t-shirts. Some uh, t-shirts that are just black with white letters on them and might have sold better if there had been more uh, design put Have we, them. Yeah, have like we they, ever uh, mentioned where these t-shirts came from? We, we talked about it in our live show, but uh, two years ago, JD and I collaborated on a, uh, a live rock opera called Night of a Thousand Bob Seegers, where we got a lot of our comedian friends to play different versions of Bob Seger. We all collaborated. Yes. I played the saxophone. And I was one of the Seegers. I was getting to that, gentlemen. JD wrote it. I put together the outline. We brought everybody together. We performed a wonderful, wonderful night of uh It was, a, hu it was a huge success, yeah. as most I'm Bob Seeger things are. Of course. <laughs> the teachers just didn't sell very much. No. Uh, the opening the band. Yeah, the idea was to uh, to have everyone buy these Bob Seeger t-shirts, and every, everyone would, everyone's chest would say, I'm Bob Seeger, and it would In be more audience. like it would the be night, a night of, of a literal thousand, thousand yeah. Seegers. And, yes. and JD offered me a free shirt, and I said, I told him, no, it's okay. I don't want to take one if you can sell it. Yeah, because he didn't want to sell out. I didn't want to take money out of his pocket. Uh, be, the opening band shirts outsold the Seeger shirts three to one. <laughs> uh, who was the, who was the opening oh, band? Oh, I'm glad you asked. It was Karate the Band. Oh. And I can't wait to do my, when we uh, release our album, to do a whole show based on Karate the Band. You're welcome to. This is Beyond Yacht Rock Podcast, the greatest podcast on earth. Uh, what, did we, what didn't make the list? 
More Thin Lizzy. It would have been great. Yeah, but thanks for putting it on there. That was great. No problem. Anything else? Nope. What was? What, I forgot to put I it mean, on. Who did? Was Nather, Nazareth who did the? Now you're messing with the son of a bitch. Who, yeah, yeah. Or the dog. Yeah, the dog. Yeah. yeah. They they had they have a lot of. Se- I used to think that was Seeger, but rocking when I was a young kid. I would have put some of that on there. Very successful band, Nazareth. Um, before we wrap this up, JD, how many shirts do you have left? Like thirty-five or so. Okay. So it's a it's rare. You guys have a very important opportunity to buy those shirts. I brought in my checkbook. Uh-huh. I talked to these guys before the show. <laughs> we are willing to pitch in to buy every last one shirt if we don't have to hear about them again. Hey, listen, it's ever. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Ever it's, again. It's not for me. As long as I can get one for it's free. For, it's I'll for the people for out there. I want people out there to succeed, and they need the t-shirt to succeed. So I turned down your offer. And the t-shirts remain available. God. JD, that was a test and you passed. Yes! At jdrizno.etsy.com, this system is real. It will work for you. You don't like think I'm going to get Steve system. to chip it on that? Are you kidding me? <laughs> They're poorly designed. Uh, next episode, do you know what you're going to do? <laughs> episode 37, Hunter? Yeah, but it bugs me. I didn't know you were, this was going to be an inspirational thing, like a motivational it, no, thing. No, listen, it's, your thing is going to be great, too. Just wear your I'm Bob Seger shirt. I'm doing a genre called... He doesn't have one. He'll have one. Wait, what? Oh, me? Oh, me? Yeah, what's your yeah, genre? Yeah, give me one. I'm doing a, I'm doing a genre called heavy metal, uh, inspired by the Olympics. M-E-D-A-L. M-E-D-A-L. And these are songs that will inspire you to win a gold medal. I love it. And these are the heaviest version, the most rocking, most driven version of those songs. And Steve would uh, simplify that, that say these are good songs for a montage. Yeah, these are montage rock songs. Oh, that's great. Uh, right now, by the way, we're listening to John Cougar Mellencamp and Michelle and David Cello's Wild Night. The, the a apex, classic. The apex of Man Coop's career. It's a jam. Um, so find this week's I'm Bob Seeger playlist by following J.D. Risner on Spotify. Go to Feral Audio for show notes by Tim Malcolm and follow him on Twitter at Timothy Malcolm for fun facts. Send questions via Twitter at Yacht Rock. Follow J.D. at J.D. Risner. Follow Hollywood Steve at Hollywood Steve H. Follow Dave at David underscore B underscore Lions. Follow Hunter at Hunter Stare. Like Yacht Rock on Facebook. Rate and review us on iTunes. Go to YachtRock.com for a useful experience. You can buy Beyond Yacht Rock t-shirts there. You can read the captain's blog. It's useful. But you can't buy the I'm Bob Seeger t-shirt, so you have to go to jdriznar.etsy.com. Not yet, but if I ever... homemade handicrafts. If I ever sell out, they will be available pre-order on YachtRock.com, so you will always have a chance to enter the oh, I'm God. Bob I, I think he's sold out. More profits will go to our podcast, then. Then profits will go to the podcast. Pre-order? How many would you need to pre-order? 26 to, to roll it off yeah. in the t-shirt. So yeah. you need... You need that's, that would be... 5071. So what? you need to sell 35 plus get 26. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's 61. Okay. It's 61. Six, oh, 61. They're going to sell like, like wildfire. Dave. People want to be successful. <laughs> I need those glasses, Dave. Yeah, here. Um, where was I? Oh, thanks to Ocean City Defender for sending the bumpers. Those they were, were great. Those brilliant. were, yeah. those were my favorite bumpers the episode. we've ever had. <laughs> Additional bumpers by Rob Crow and Mark Rivers. Thanks to producer Dustin Marshall for using the I'm Bob Seger system, which made Feral Audio such a success. Check out <laughs> other Feral Audio podcasts at feralaudio.com. Feral Audio.